0: All right, so on today's podcast, I had to take my own advice and sit with it. Fuck, I had to sit with it. Uh, today's podcast was about Bali. And I am so stoked to share. So, Julie and I, uh, and you guys all know Julia, she's been on the podcast twice before, co hosted a retreat in Bali for the most powerful, incredible group of women entrepreneurs. Um, and we waited four weeks to talk about it so we could fully integrate, compress, get clarity on everything that we covered, that we experienced in that whole thing. And we decided to record an entire podcast about it. And the podcast, we just finished recording it. It's loaded takeaways, nuggets, distinctions, clarity that she had, I had, and, and, and mind you that Julia from March till now. So in the last six months, uh, seven months, basically, one, two, three, 4 X her business, uh, and I mean that's at a massive, massive level. Um, and so these principles, these things apply, and they're the same things that we taught these women in Bali, and we're going to be doing a whole lot more of it. But I share my breakthroughs and my takeaways—the ones that popped up on um, the ones that popped up on today's show—because I realized at the end I had maybe eight more hours to talk about, but. That's the magical thing about those experiences. And so that's what's on today's show. Uh, it's huge. And then Julie is also speaking at our event, and she's going to be sharing exactly how she Forexed her business, what she focused on, social, all those pieces at the event. So that's what I got on today's episode. I'm going to stop and bumping my gums so you can listen. So without further ado, let's cue the intro. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George Show, where I'm incredibly proud of myself because I hit record before we allowed any side conversations to take place for 48 minutes because Julie and I would do that all day. And so, before we just get into a coffee conversation catch up, uh, for those of you who don't know, the amazing Julia sitting in front of me, get out from under the rock and become aware. She's been on the podcast. She is a queen. She is one of my dearest friends, my soul sister at another level. And at this point, I would just say blood, um, pretty sure, based (laughs) on uh, our life experiences together and how amazing she is. She is a queen of everything she does, from alignment to messaging to social media to coaching, to wisdom, to, I don't know, just being a savage in the world of entrepreneurship and doing it from a place of alignment and from a place of integrity and from a place of truth and never sacrificing like her morals or values and being massively rewarded in the process. So now you know. So before we get into today, if you haven't listened to the other episodes with Julia or the other episode with Julia, make sure you go listen to it and also know that this deer. Is speaking at the event because we're gonna push this episode out and so get your ass to Montana. I think there's like 10 tickets left. Uh slash event, and she's gonna unveil the quote unquote secrets, i.e., how to actually be aligned in your messaging and do all that magical stuff on social. So without further ado, welcome to the show, dear.
1: Thank you so much, George. What a fabulous introduction! Yeah, I
0: put it out there on that one. That one just kept going. (laughs) That it was just—I wasn't complete yet. It just kept going, and then it ended, and then I was like, "Here we are."
1: While you were saying it, I was like, "I've been on the show a few times." I think this actually—it is.
0: That's why my brain, yeah, my brain was doing the because we did one in person. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. And that was cool. That's that was the first time I did it in studio. And now, like I only record my podcast in a studio because of that experience. I know we'll do
0: another one when you're when you're here or you get a home here or you guys move here or wh- whatever <laughs> whatever, just so everybody knows when we were in Bali together, I planted many, many, many seeds <laughs> selfishly, and I will say it's a hundred percent selfish, like I don't know if if Julia and Marcos would benefit from Montana as much as <laughs> I would benefit from them living in Montana, but I was pushing in Bali so yeah, so let me tell everybody why we're recording today's show and and uh, mm-hmm. kind of frame this. So, uh, Julia and I, uh, based on her intuition, wisdom—I don't even remember where it came from—or a conversation we threw out, were like, "We need to do what we did in your office for other women." And I was like, "Uh huh." Mm-hmm. And so we threw together this incredible, incredible event in Bali. Uh, because julia was living in bali at the time and so uh, i was like i'll truck across the world let's go made it with no bali belly and we ended up having the most for me incredible life-changing crack me open on every level in all the positive ways like five day women's event uh, about unlocking voice uh, being in alignment, amplifying their message and really like removing the roadblocks that are getting in the way of their success, of their scale, of like their impact. And so we wanted to share about it because we've, we've kind of been like holding it in and I know I needed Mm -hmm. time to process and it's been a couple of weeks and I feel like I'm just now kind of for using my own analogy, the snow is settling in the snow globe because there were just so many things. And so that's what we want to talk about today. So we still, just for everybody's awareness, have only had like a five-ish minute conversation about our own breakthroughs. (laughs) We talked about logistical things, like, oh, we could have done this or we could have done this. Mm -hmm. But when it came to like full experience, I think Julie and I have only really shared with each other for like five minutes outside of being in it. So we've kind of saved it all for this episode.
1: Yeah. And I would say the biggest thing for me is like, I, when I think of the retreat, I just think of the word transformation Mm -hmm. because it was just so transformational on so many different levels. Like when I came to Montana in March, and then we are delivering this experience in September, you know, thinking about it, I'm like, you know, what really happened in March? Right. And then once I was in the container, it was just spitballing out of me. I'm like, oh, this happened, this happened. And we were able to deliver it in such a concise way. And I think what was really interesting for me and my perspective is that we didn't really ha- have an agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. We're like, we're gonna do one workshop here, one workshop here. But I think what was really special was that we just brought these high level women together. And that was one of the, you know, the most high level groups of women I've ever brought together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like that was a really, really potent group of women. And to just see everybody just you know break down those walls those first few days and then into the second half just be so open and ready to receive that's really where the transformation came through and i think that was like the most special moment for yeah, me.
0: yeah that was yours okay cuz i was uh, i was telling julia before the show i was like okay i want to know what like your favorite moment was your favorite breakthrough and then i'll share mine and like my favorite breakthrough before we kind of paint the picture of who was there um so I would have to say that my, my favorite, like, for them, for all the women, for, like, the whole event was the two tattoos. Like, hands down, hands down, like, for me, I cried about that because it had nothing to do with me. But, like, the representation for both of those wow. incredible women and, like, knowing what it meant for them. And knowing, like, what a step it was for both of them, including one of them to go get a second addition to the first tattoo to feel more in alignment. Like, <laughs> the massive, massive intentional action, like, that was compressed in Breakthrough was, like, I get goosebumps thinking about it because those moments were catalytic for them, but they represented so much, like, so much stuckness so much. I can't. And then they were like, Oh yeah, I can. And not, I can, I did. And I did before I went home and I'm continuing. Holy moly. And I have this anchor and like both of them just had such deep meaning for both of them, Mm -hmm. both in their work in their alignment in their expression in their business. And it's like at the deepest level, that tattoo is aligned all the way to how they're going to have their impact in the world. And so for me, Those two, like I've seen people get tattoos, I've facilitated them, I've seen people do them (laughs) after, you know, all these things, but those two, I just like, oh, and then, and then when we saw uh, the TikTok or the video of it for, for, first for who
1: <laughs> they made like a funny trending video yeah, like a trending sound. for the woman
0: formerly known as evie um who's now known as sage mm-hmm. like i just lost it like <laughs> i just it was i think i was it was
1: so i was good. literally
0: driving and i think branson was in the car with me and uh we were at a red light and i played it and i like chuckled. he's like daddy what and i played he's like what's so funny and i was like <laughs> dying laughing and i was like you kind of had to be there bud i couldn't explain it to a six-year-old right yeah <laughs> so I think I think for me that was mine. That was mine.
1: Yeah, that was really special. And that kind of brought me back to another memory of the breath work, mm. the the massive breathwork session at the end. Yeah. Like not even so much for me. I think it was more the other people. Like when you were saying that you're like, oh, the other people seeing their tattoos. For me, it was the other people experiencing the transformation of the breathwork mm-hmm. session that was insane. Like the results, the breakthroughs, people like leaving their bodies and coming back to earth. Like I had never witnessed something like that real time. Mm -hmm. And just being in that energy of seeing so many people change. And I know I've done breath work, but not to that level. So like to just see that for me, that was like life changing. Yeah.
0: I want to, that's actually a really good way to paint the picture for kind of everybody listening, because really and you alluded to this in your favorite moment, right? Like what we said is that like, we are here to help you scale. Same thing I said to you, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I say this on the podcast a lot and I say the hardest thing and the hardest thing for me was that success is simple because it, it all fits on paper. It's eliminating the distraction and then yeah. trusting ourselves to do that thing, but do it our way that makes it work, right? Like that's really what it boils down to. And not copying and pasting mm-hmm. what everybody else says, right? And so...
1: Which is what the retreat was about. Which
0: is what the retreat was about. And so we had uh, this incredible group of women and we we made a commitment to them that over the course of this five days, we were going to work on both the person, like the actual athlete on the field, and then the plays in the playbook for them to execute, right? And we were going to co-create it together. And so coming there, that meant... In order for you to have an impact in the world, for everybody listening, like it has to be yours. It has to be your voice. It has to be your vision. Mm-hmm. It has to be your movement. And it has to be something deeper than a credit card. And nobody can tell you what that is. And you'll hit a ceiling in revenue, whether it's product, service, coaching, courses, mm-hmm. or somewhere where you can no longer just sell appetizers without building a menu and having a restaurant, for lack of better terms. And so mm-hmm. we kind of co-committed. And co-created this, which was one of Julia's favorite moments together and said, hey, we're going to do this together. And I'm like, hey, in my experience, like the work is before we can put anything new in, we have to remove all the old. Like we have to kind of make space. We got to get rid of those old beliefs, the Mm -hmm. old patterns. Where are we spending our time? Where are we wasting our time? Where are we? Stinky fish. Yeah, where are we inefficient? Like what's getting in the way? of us running this race that we say we're so excited to. And then once the space is clear,
1: yeah.
0: what do we want to put in that space and kind of how do we do it? And I'd say that's kind of how the whole event kind of took place in the lens of each one of their businesses and breath work, you know, what Julie and I talked about, and, and I said this to her, I said one of my breakthroughs mm-hmm. this year was not hiding this work. Right. And, and there was this level of, imposter syndrome for me and insecurity for me and, and weird like things. And not that like, I don't want to talk about it or I don't want to post it. It's almost like I had these tools in my toolbox, but I haven't used them on that field. And it was just like, oh, I can use those over there. And I was like, so let's do this and let's do the real work. Let's do the breath work. Let's do the visualizations. Let's do the journaling. Like let's do the releasing Mm -hmm. and let's do all of it. And then as soon as we're clear, let's put in the business, let's put in the confidence, let's put in the beliefs, right? And that that's kind of what we did. And so the breath work for me also is one of my absolute favorite things to witness, to facilitate. But for everybody listening, like over the course of five days, I'd say we continually ramped. Like we started with easy breath in our body yeah. and then we did...
1: Oh, guided yeah. like very that long one. guided
0: very gentle long breath and then we did a longer guided a little more breath and then like on the fourth day I was like all right everybody ready and they're like yeah I'm like we're gonna floor it and they're like yep and I was like let's floor it and we and boy oh boy did we floor it in Bali
1: <laughs> we, floored we floored it we
0: floored it <laughs> yeah we floored it. We had geckos crawling on people's bodies. We had, we, I mean, we had, we had things that it was just absolutely magical. And, and what I loved, it was, it was, you know, for me, I want to share like one of my biggest personal, personal breakthroughs was like gentility, receiving gifts from the feminine, like really, really receiving healthy amounts of love Mm -hmm. And compliments and humility and safety from, and for everybody, just so everybody knows, I was the only man (laughs) with Mm 15-ish women, uh, depending, you're right, staff Mm -hmm. members, and um, while also holding that container, right? Like, I just got to receive this massive gift from both because that whole experience was just completely co-created by every single person. Like, it was 100% from every person. There was not one Won anything and I think for me it was like the magic when everybody agrees to play on the same field for the same reason it says hey we're all here to get better and every one of us kind of has a tool Mm -hmm. set or a distinction or an ability and let's be humble let's do the work if our emotions get in the way let's help remove them let's process them and like let's go and like it was so beautiful like just to watch the over the course of the entire thing the pockets of like where in the world we see people disconnect or go out, come in and like really create massive endowment and breakthrough and change to where like you could, it was palpable, like you could feel it. Yeah. I just like, it was like this energy that was just like buzzing in the house the entire time.
1: Yeah. And when you talked about like a personal breakthrough, it got me thinking like, what was mine? Mm -hmm. And You know, my mom always says life is what happens while you're making plans. So it was so interesting the timing of the retreat because right before I had a team retreat and I had let go of two of my team members in Bali. You had just got there like that day and I was like, George, SOS, like SOS model, I need help, I need support. And then it was like one day to breathe and then it was into the client Uh retreat. And this was massive, like a massive activation for me to really just have to hold all these different emotions, mm-hmm. right, of like the being the CEO and then being the co-host and then being, you know, in the group of women. So for me personally, that was just like holding myself at all these different levels and also leaning into that like vulnerability of like, hey, you know, things are hard right now things are up in the air, right? My, my team that, that's still with me, like being at the retreat. And I think also too, what it taught me is like presence mm-hmm. where it was really out of my control to an extent of like, there's absolutely nothing I can do right now. I'm not going to hire somebody while I'm at this mm-hmm. retreat. Right. So it's like, how can we just all come together and how can we be forced to do something more efficient and better And it actually taught me a lot because when you're forced to do something, you always figure it out. And that's kind of what happened because I was looking at ways to scale and think bigger and, you know, all the things. And my mind was so black and white until, you know, the universe is like, you asked for this, you asked for the how, now I'm giving it to you. And you don't like the answer, but then you have to figure out the how on your own. And that's exactly what happened for me. And it's, really taught me more of this divergent thinking like we talked uh-huh. about the retreat as well too of like how how can i do it different than i would have ever imagined it's like thinking like oh instead of right 2x and 10x and that's what i think personally i gained from that experience
0: yeah yeah and just to paint a picture for everybody listening I love how calmly you talked about that. I am so proud of you. Holy moly. Um, but for everybody listening, we're talking about the entire business model changing in a day, the entire sales mechanism, basically the bridge of the entire sales mechanism being demolished off.
1: Demolished is the best way to um, <laughs> not broken (laughs) demolished
0: and then this entire thing happened to happen six thousand miles away from home (laughs) in person well i was somewhere over the pacific ocean on my way (laughs) and then to literally because of parkinson's law and compression be like okay I have these feelings, I have this entire thing, but here's my current state. And like literally by force have to triage it and then say, okay, here's what I have, here's what hurts, but here's what's in front of me. And almost like, well, I have to earn the right to treat those because I have this client retreat. And then what I am so incredibly proud of you for, and this is God, I love you. You immediately took that entire distinction and brought it into the retreat very openly in front of all of the women and it created the massive amount of breakthrough and clarity for them and their team roles and structures and, mm-hmm. and pieces like that. And so you just, just, so, just so everybody knows, I, I mean, this, this is, this <laughs> is from the the New Yorker who, <laughs> who just not so long ago back in March was like, my whole life is over. Um to now like literally being there and realizing like okay this is my team this is my field this is my game and Mm -hmm. no matter what right now I can't do anything that's gonna I'm not gonna hire somebody I'm boom so like how do I literally manage the situation right and like back in the military Mm -hmm. it was always simple start the breathing stop the bleeding right like the first thing you have to do is breathe like you have to make sure you have air and then Check everything. That's how it yeah, felt. and you did it, and 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 right? I mean, like,
1: yeah. you
0: did it to the point where the entire business model, the team, the remaining team, literally chameleoned into what I would call, I think I called you guys Charlie's Angels, like instantly. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is dangerous. And then the three yeah. of them started like ganging up on me, and I was like, oh, this is like the big brother with the triplet sisters like this is game over when they yeah. realize their power and then you guys literally mm-hmm. just audited adjusted and then those two were like I want to grow and you led them into participating and then mm-hmm. it was just um, amazing um at yeah it, it, <laughs> yeah and and just to to add some personal I've been very open with everybody on the podcast uh, and about like us restructuring me and Ashley, like I was stuck in this limited belief that like, I could only do what I do in person and I could only do customer journey in person. And I needed that. And, um, even going to Bali, which is like, okay, nobody really wants yeah. this work, right? Like, all right, George, like, you're not really like a woo-woo coach. You're not like the, the same stinky fish that I tell myself, is now all in the same midst of like, when I was there, I'm like, no, no, no. I have to redo the whole business model. I have to deliver these things remotely. We have to figure out this, we have to figure out yeah. this. And, and we're literally in the same exact process. And it's almost like, I just keep going back to this one thing that they taught me at, in Costa Rica, Arrhythmia. And, and it was at the mm-hmm. Ayahuasca Center, but it had nothing to do with Ayahuasca. And it's like, They teach you this and they're like, if there's any moment when you're on the medicine that if you have resistance, all you have to do is remember to smile, breathe, trust, and surrender. Smile, breathe, trust, and surrender. And it's really, really interesting because they told us to do this. But if you're ever like sad or not feeling a certain way and you force yourself to smile, it actually changes your emotional state a little bit, right? And so literally... Yeah, that that's kind of been like my fortune cookie this year. It's like, oh, this is hard. Oh, like that. What? I How universe like this is the picture that mm-hmm. I asked and this is the how that we're going to put in place. But it's like, all right. All right. Smile. Take a breath. Trust and surrender. Right. And like, what's the next bite? And that's just that's been like the biggest chunk for me this year. But, like, it's also so, like, yeah. I I sit here and, and look at it and hearing even you reflect on it from, like, the level of, like, awareness you had to how quickly you did it, to how clearly you did it, to how meticulous you were, to, like, yep, nope, this, boom, boom, boom. Like, you just operated. <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing.
1: Yeah, thank you. And just thinking about, like, how quickly things have changed since... Right March, mm-hmm. I feel like I came March, I like didn't even have team members yep. when I came to Montana yep. in March, and I was like, I'm gonna do this all myself, like solopreneurship, that's it it's it's just me, and so much changed so fast like I was like, I'm moving out of New York City, I'm moving to Bali now I'm back in New York now I'm moving again into a new apartment. so like this year has kind of been such a roller coaster, and I think Bali just in general, my retreat plus my experience living there for six months has been really stabilizing my nervous system and really thinking about like, what is the kind of life I want as an entrepreneur? And this is a common theme, especially with women. Like a lot of the women were talking about, well, I wanna have kids, well, I wanna slow down and all of those things where it's like, we're so taught like, oh, just grow, just make more money, just grow, just grow, just grow, but not ever looking at the lifestyle attached to what the success is that you want And I think when all of this change started happening for me, even like my massive growth this year in my business, I started to think about these things because I had this space to versus before I was just like, go, go, go. And then it's like these things happen, right? You let go of the team. You have to make these changes. The the bridge blows up and you're like, oh shit. Like I need to really take a step back and ask myself, what do I really want here? And I think Bali brought that clarity for a lot of us. And I think some of the women at first they didn't like No, that. they didn't. They didn't like that they had to feel the real truth of like, oh shit, maybe I need to burn it all to the ground and start yep. over. And some people are doing uh-huh. that. And maybe some of them were like, well, you know, I was doing it one way. And now I don't have to burn to the ground, but oh maybe am I in the wrong business partnership or do I have the wrong clients? Do do I even want to do this same business idea. Maybe I want to start a whole new business. So these were all the things that were happening. And I think delivering, you know, an experience like a retreat where you're surrounded by so many amazing and powerful women, it almost gives you a permission slip to dream bigger, to be bigger, to think differently. Because like, I even know here, like even being just without my partner, like, you know, Marcos isn't here for a week. He's staying with his family. And being alone, like I get into that rumination, I get into that negative feedback loop mm-hmm. and those cycles. And I'm like, shit. And I'm like, Hey, can I call you for a second? Like, I need you right now. But it's like, you don't realize how much your environment yep. plays into the thoughts you think, the person you are and the things that you do. Yep. So it's like, I really believe a big part of like all my successes this here, this retreat and all the things its environment.
0: And I would say too, and one thing I want to call out foundationally underneath everything is that when you talked about a lot of the changes and a lot of the things, it was also around one thing. It's only been one Mm -hmm. offer and one mechanism to sell that offer. And so I I wanted to say that because the reason in March... And then where you were versus where you are now is that we didn't add an offer. We didn't change an offer. We had something that worked. We rewrapped it alignment, created a much bigger container Mm -hmm. around it. And then you got to go fill that space creatively, but it was around and then hired team members To execute the things that were taking up like the most of your time, right? So for everybody, I just want to I want to say that because that's a big part of this because what you were also just talking about, I think is a huge, huge, huge missed opportunity for everybody. Um, and Keith Cunningham talks about it in his book, the road less stupid, it's called thinking time. Mm -hmm. And it's understanding that your vision is yours and only you can decide what brushstroke, like there's no right or wrong. It's what's your next step. Right. And when you think about it and you just said this, we had a lot of the women that, that, you know, it's confronting to face your truth. But if, if you're painting a picture for your home or you're designing the interior home and you start painting it and realize you don't like the paint color it's your house stop yeah go choose a new color or paint over it and like i'm not joking i remember this we were building our custom home in temecula and we had custom hardwood floors going in and they're not supposed to be patterned they did our entire living room these things are glued down and they had like two thousand square feet done and there was a pattern and they were like oh we'll pull up a few and we're like "Uh uh-uh And they're like, no, no, no. We're like, no, pull out the whole thing. And they're like, what? and it was three days to demo what like went in, but like, we would have Um, known, we would have seen it. We're like, no, no, no. Like that's, that's mm -hmm. our house. And so as confronting as it is, like if, if you're out of alignment in any area, it's not going to support you and, and being out of alignment also. And I think this is important. A lot of the times we're afraid to confront that business partnership out of alignment or that job or that offer, or whatever that thing is, because we're afraid we're going to have to cut it out. But it's not actually what mm-hmm. happens when we quote unquote confront it. We get clarity and we're like, oh, one conversation could bring it into alignment. Oh, I should stop doing that one thing. Oh, I could tweak this. I could make this adjustment. And we have to remember that it's bite by bite, bite. But it's only when we're like willing to sit in that space and have that conversation like, all right, cool what do I really want my life to look like? (laughs) Right. And that's,
1: yeah,
0: I found for years was a confronting question because like you talk about it, like, ah, what do I do in that space by myself? Like what, what, what is going to insert go there? Right. When my son is out playing with his friends and nobody needs me. Right. And, and, the mountain's not open and I've already worked out for the day. Right. And I've read the book. Like what, what is it? I'm like, Oh, it's me existing. Right. But what does that look like for Mm -hmm. everybody? And like, you have to do this. And I would say that like, I think one of the greatest gifts for Bali and one of the reasons that I love the container that we create, but how you and I are so intentional about this was the space. We left a lot of space Mm -hmm. and space to think like space to feel. Yeah. Right. And it's like, hey, no, it's OK to feel this way. Just feel it and let it come. Right. It might come out. It might come out. And then what's interesting and now in reflection, you can see this. It's like on day one. Someone's like, I want to go here. And then on between mm-hmm. days three and four, they wanted to go 77 different places, including that place, you know, 62 more times. And then on day five, they're like, yeah. oh, my goodness, I see it now. And they're like, all these pieces combined, and this is where I'm going, right? But it's giving yourself the permission slip to explore. And when you talk about divergent thinking for everybody listening, it's just like, what could it look like? Not what can, like what could. Like, what would it look Mm -hmm. like if you actually just opened up your calendar and said, every Friday, I'm blocking off four hours in the afternoon, and I'm going to do this. And if you did that every month or every week for four months, what would your life look like? What would you benefit from? Like you have to be willing to give it a chance. And I think that when I think about Bali and a lot of like what was there, because like we painted the picture, it was like there was a whole lot of almost like behavioral sediment or creep of like doing these things and doing them for so long and then adding more That like every ounce of space, self-identity, belief, things that made him happy were almost like just taken away because there was no space left. And then they kind Mm -hmm. of forgot what they wanted and who they were and what made them happy. And then they bring it back into alignment. They're like, holy moly. I want holy. It was like, I'm a different person than when I started this, but I haven't stopped to say like, am I still the same player? Right. Like, I feel like that is like a whole lot of what happened.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think like women, especially, they don't give themselves that minute to breathe. Mm -hmm. And this was the whole point of delivering this retreat, this transformation was like, everyone came to that retreat because they were tired of being told what to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that was like that same itch that I had when I came to Montana to work with you the first time was like, I had that itch within me too, where I was like, I'm so tired of having this like copy paste message. I just want to find my own voice and I want to say it my own way. And you know, back to my own personal breakthroughs was how can I put my magic into the world in my own voice? Because I feel it, but maybe I'm afraid to deliver it because this program told me this and this coach told me this. So it's like, we wanted to give the women that freedom to think like that liberation, I think is the word. And I think that's what everybody felt at the end, like liberated free. And they're like, wait, I can do it my Mm -hmm. way. Yeah. And it's like, you know, think of like when you're a child, right, you just do it your way until someone starts telling you not to. So it's like, we're born with that innately where it's like, I'm gonna just do how I want what I want. But then, in entrepreneurship, I think it gets so hard. Like I was just talking with my brother too. He's like thinking about investing in a course and a coach. And I've done so much of that that he obviously called me and like we're talking it through. And I'm like, oh my god, like I what what if I just gave myself a year to try it by myself? Or like what if I just gave myself time to fail forward and Mm -hmm. fail fast? What if I just did the thing and I spent my time in it? Without thinking I had to do it some certain way. And I don't know, I, I don't regret anything. But sometimes I think about that. I'm like, what about if I just did it and I just failed and got back up again and failed and got back up again? Because regardless of the coach or the course or the investment, I'm still doing yeah. that. But it's like, what about if I just tried and I just went within first? Because now I'm at a point where like my intuition is so strong. Mm-hmm. That even the coaches that I work with or the retreats I go to or the you know, experiences I invest into, I'm like, mm, that's cool. But what do I mm-hmm. want? And it took me so long to strengthen that muscle within me. And this is what we're trying to teach. It's like, you know, and I'm saying this and I'm a coach, right? You're a coach. You get it. But it's like, I'm saying this because I never want to tell somebody this is the yep. only way to yep. do it. I want to teach people how to yep. think. And how to apply the information themselves.
0: Yep. Yep. That's why we're so aligned. And so, for everybody listening, like when Julie and I keep referencing like copy and paste, I don't think I've publicly talked about this on a podcast in relation to business marketing, your success as an entrepreneur. But like what we mean by that is like you think about most of the things that you see out there around scaling your business, building your business, getting more customers, getting more leads, getting more conversions, different sales mechanisms. It's all this Webinar is the only way these three secrets are this. This lead magnet is here, mm-hmm. this boom, and that's what we mean by copy and paste or use this exact framework or this boom. And 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 here's what Julie and I both believe I'm summarizing it in my language, but uh, if you copy and paste somebody else's template, you're building their vision and not yours, right? There, there is zero yes. way, zero way, and and I use this analogy in relationships, right? Like, we can agree. That communication, honesty, and touch are important in a monogamous relationship, right? But how I do it versus how you do it are very different and will get drastically different results, mm-hmm. right? That's that's where this comes down to. And, and, and what I've seen from experience, myself included, because there was a year that Lindsay nicknamed me the king of six-figure offers, and now I can joke about <laughs> it, but it was back in like 2015. And I was transitioning from like food to out of food, but I was still making digital products in Mm -hmm. both. And I made six digital products that year and each one of them made about 150 grand. I did them both in a week, all in a weekend. And then I'm like, oh, it doesn't work anymore. And then I'd be like, fuck, go make the next one. Right. Doesn't work anymore. No, they all would have worked if I just (laughs) actually (laughs) just kept going and kept doing it. But instead I was like, oh made the recipe, doesn't work anymore, instead of like realizing, like, oh, now, now I have to, okay, what's the next way, or what's the next message, or what's the boom? This thing works. $150,000 worth of a $97 product. That's a lot of people that bought that product, right? And so I did yeah. that so many, many times because somebody was like, well, no, no, boom. And I was like, well, I tried their way. It doesn't work anymore, right? <laughs> their way stopped working. And so when we say copy and paste, like you have to recognize that, right? Like people are still shocked to hear. And Julie and I joked about this because we broke the fourth wall for the women at the event. We're like, we'll just tell you Mm -hmm. like how we got you here, how this relates, how what we're teaching you is what you were kind of in. But, you know, you think about it like we sold event tickets with a Google document for four years before we had a website Mm -hmm. up, right? And it was like, no, no, no. Like we had an idea. You throw it in a Google document. Well, it's like, well, somebody else said I need a webinar. Somebody else said I need a funnel. Somebody else said I need a blank. Like, why, mm-hmm. would, why would that? I'm like, who fucking cares what they said? Like, what's, what's yeah. the minimum effective way that feels the most aligned for you to get the result that you want? And so when we say copy and paste, it, it's understanding that it's your business. It's your vision. Mm-hmm. It's your customers. It's your relationship. Yep. It's your team. And the best coaches and the best people And the people that we believe and I believe in my life that you should seek out on is not the ones that tell you what to think. It's the ones that help to change how you think. And that's the most important part because you'll start to recognize that once you've made one digital product and you've made 10 grand, you know how to do it. It can be a PDF, Mm -hmm. a video, an audio or whatever. But like at that point, you can no longer say, I don't know how to do it. You just have to figure out what their pain point is, what your solution is, and will it get them a result and keep rinsing and repeating. And so then the faster you recognize that it's got to be your way and your voice and in alignment, the, the faster the game is won or else you keep hitting the ceiling that I hit for years over and over and over. And then you realize that once you develop, and this is just my belief, a certain amount of like recipes on your menu, you keep the recipes, but sometimes it's a five-star restaurant. Sometimes it's a food truck. Sometimes I'm throwing a pop-up out in Bali (laughs) and I'm serving the same food, but I have to change the modality, right? And that's that's the part of like recognizing that you have to give yourself the space and have the self-trust to recognize that like the game's going to change a little bit every day. But if you have that one thing, and then you use your expression, and you keep doing it consistently, you'll win, right? I think that that's, yeah.
1: Well, that's the word, like self trust. Yes. Because just even thinking about like my teaching and what I'm going to teach in Montana as well, too, it's like I had this entire year one offer, yeah. one offer, one pathway, and like my secret that I'm going to expose that's so secretive is focus Uh (laughs) like just this serious dedication and focus seriously it's like
0: i know i love you i'm not laughing because i'm making fun of you i love you
1: (laughs) like just thinking about right
0: yeah
1: every like you know and even at the retreat like it wasn't getting through to people that i just had one offer Mm. and one pathway and one price like they were like mind boggled and then when i asked one simple question What's one thing you can focus on for six months? Like basically all of them could not just pick one thing. And I wish more people understood that it's the one thing. And we talked about the book that's holding you back from really your next level. And even today, right, where I was telling you about this experience that I had where I was, you know, overthinking the negative feedback loop. And I'm like, let me go for a walk and call Marcos. And I call him as I'm saying it out loud. I'm like, you know what? Don't even answer yet. I totally just realized this is a serious case of shiny object syndrome. And he's like, well, yeah, I thought that's, you know, that's what I was going to tell you. Like everything you just shared landed on the same answer you had last week. And I'm like, oh yeah, you know, it was just shiny object syndrome, but it's like, if you don't have maybe even that person in your life, that's going to be real with you and be like, you know, you have the shiny object syndrome, you're losing your focus. Like, what are you talking about? That's where people get lost because, you know, you talk about it all the time, like your inner circle. Mm-hmm. Who are the people you can lean on when you can't do it yourself? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And and I would say this focus 1000%. And I was gifted with some feedback from someone the other day. Um, she's like, I can tell you what you do. She's like, you're a, an integrous implementer to like the deepest level that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And this is what I will say to everybody. Focus, but also consistency on your inputs and I mean yeah. this more than anything, Yeah. what focus allows you to do is to make it easier when you don't feel like doing it, knowing it's still just that one thing, right? And like for Julia, it's like having yeah. that one offer. So even if she's off and can't record a sales video or can't script a DM, she can go read comments and tune in, mm-hmm. right? Like It, it changes, yeah. but I, I will say this, the, the big breakthrough for me this year and kind of with everything more than anything is consistency. And it's also the thing that my body and nervous system resists the most, like hands down. Why? Because it,
1: why do you it, think?
0: Because there's still shadows for me there, right? It represents, you know, structure and me having to do it regardless of how I feel and what happens if this happens during the day, right? It's, it's that, it's that fine edge for me, for me of like, keeping mm-hmm. myself sharp with my commitments and my steps in the morning. And, and I still have mm-hmm. things like with the military, right? Like getting up at, you know, 345 AM basically for 12 years. I was like, I'll never do that shit again. And then I did the no alarm <laughs> clock, wake up natural. And then here I am waking up at 5 AM with no alarm clock, like excited to go for the day. And I'm like, God damn it. Okay, fine. Jocko <laughs> discipline does equal freedom, right? Like, in And so it's it's really really interesting, but no matter which way you slice it, the consistency piece is huge, right? You got to make sure that you're protecting your inputs in in your business, right? Like knowing what those needle movers are, but then also in yourself, right? Space being one of them, like in Mm -hmm. your mental state, in your emotional state, in your in your physical state, to make sure that you're investing and protecting those, regardless of how you feel as well. Because I will tell you, when you protect your inputs on the days that you feel the worst, the momentum that comes on the days you feel the best is mind blowing. Like it's.
1: Oh, I like mind that. Blowing. That's a good clip.
0: Like I, I literally, I'm like, I, I actually, yesterday, <laughs> I don't like losing at all. And so <laughs> I get my, welcome
1: to the I club. get my
0: steps in every day. <laughs> and I get my, you know, like 10, 12,000 steps in. Cause that's what I enjoy. And then Ashley sent me a screenshot from Garmin And she's like, look, I'm beating you in steps. And I was like, you lose. Game over. Right. And then she's like, I knew the moment I sent it to you, but I didn't know that there was this little competition in my Garmin thing. And so when I saw Ashley's, I saw there was a weekly leaderboard. And literally, oh, no. I was like, oh, hell no, I'm not in seventh place. I'm winning. I won this morning. I won this morning by <laughs> 700 steps, by the way. Uh, so, <laughs> yesterday I wasn't feeling good. And I was like, yeah, but I've read the research. The human body can do unlimited zone two cardio with no detriment whatsoever. And it's actually super beneficial. It's like walking, right? So, like yeah, walking? like walking, right? Like heart rate under like 110, like, wow. you know, 120. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, screw it. Like, I'll go on the treadmill. And I just walked. And I walked, like, eight miles uh, for the last two days. But then yesterday, I was like, God, I'm so tired. Like, oh, my God. And I was like, no. And I was like, this is going to kill my workout tomorrow, blah, 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 all of it. And I was just like, shut up and keep walking and go eat your food.
1: And look at the leaderboard. And sleep.
0: (laughs) And look at the leaderboard and I gave myself a pad of a mile. Like I did an extra thousand steps to give myself a padded mile in case that woman named Jan, wherever she is decided to wake up and try to beat me because I was not fucking having it. And Jan was not going to beat me. Um, But then it's so funny. I went to the gym this morning and I PR'd. Right. And like, I woke up this morning with so much energy and I swore last night, I was Mm. like, I'm going to have to skip my workout. And I even went to bed and said, Hey buddy, Tomorrow morning, we're going to sleep in a little bit because daddy is most likely not going to do his steps. And then sure as shit. Like I even like checked out in my brain 5 a.m. this morning, my body is like, get on the treadmill. And I was like, boom, 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 boom. And so it's just really interesting. Like when I've just collected so much evidence this year that like when I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to do those DMs. I'm like, go do them right now, right? And like Mm -hmm. the more I do that, the easier everything gets over and over. And then on the days where I feel like I'm on fire, it's like I move miles compared to like what I would move on a normal day.
1: Yeah. And knowing those inputs too. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I think sometimes people are thinking like, what are my needle movers or what are my things? And it's like, I, my brain is always thinking, what's the North star? Mm-hmm. How do we reverse engineer the North Star? And what is one thing I can do today that's going to bring me closer to that? And it's always like the thing you don't want to do is the thing you know you need to do. And that's why I believe like no one knows better than you. It's like, what's the thing you keep putting off? What's the highest revenue producing activity is probably the most boring Mm -hmm. one. And that's why people want to pretend Like, oh, I don't know, Mm -hmm. or, oh, I don't know what it is I need to do. No, you know, Mm -hmm. I know, you know, like we know the things that are going to move the business forward that are going to make us feel Mm -hmm. good, right? So it's not like, you know, even for me, like with working out sounds like, oh, well, I don't know what workout to do. Well, I could just go for a walk. I could go do 30 minutes on the stairs stepper. Like there is a Uh workout, but why are we always making these excuses to procrastinate or to put it off when it's like those little things are what's going to catapult us into massive success. Yeah,
0: I, I I love that, and that is such a good question to sit with because I I haven't said this in about a year, but I'll say that I've sat with that question: is why do we do it? And I realized that there's only one of two reasons, or there was for me: is number one, I either don't want what I said I wanted, or I've never mm-hmm. asked myself what I actually want. I like
1: those. Those are the those are the only those like are the that. only
0: two because if I'm Having an awareness that if I go for a 20-minute walk right now, it will help me feel better, look a certain way, perform a certain way, and I don't want to do it, then that means I really, at some level, don't genuinely want to look, perform, or feel that way.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Or, because something in my life is happening and creating constraint, I just simply can't remember, and the sight of that almond butter and chocolate chip container looks way better than the fucking treadmill, And so I've also found that by asking those two questions or making those statements, it tends to help me remember why or what Mm -hmm. I'm doing of like, oh, well, if I want to eat these chocolate chips, I guess I don't really want this anymore. Or I guess I really don't know what I want anymore. And I'm like, okay, well, if you want to eat them, ask yourself the question, what do you want? And if I can answer it, then I eat them. And I just think it's a really, really... Good question to ask.
1: Yeah, I like that. It also makes me think like you either have something or you have the lack of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's really interesting, right? So it's like you're either healthy or you're sick. Yes. Right. So it's like when we can kind of think of things in that way, mm-hmm. it makes me think, like, oh, okay, well, it's either like I'm gonna work out or I'm not gonna work out. And it really gets to be that simple. Yes. And when we God. can really, you know, go back to the basics and you know, even bringing this back to the retreat. It's like, we just unpacked so much and cut out a bunch of fluff because the truth is your answer, your next level, your success is going to lie in the simplicity. Cause it's like, even at this level of the game for me and my business, it's like, what can we cut out? Mm -hmm. And it's not that we need to add more. It's like the way that I really think about it is what can I cut out? And then how can I do it 1% better? So it's like, literally everything is in micro changes because anytime I make a macro change, I fuck something up. Like I try to do something drastically different and you're like, Oh my God, I wish, you know, I wish I knew how good it was when I had it, when you make those big changes. And that's why now, like I don't really make any drastic jumps or any like huge things. It's like really, really tiny incremental improvements every single day. Inch by
0: inch, inch, inch by inch over and over. And and I'll, and I'll say this too because I think this is important and we've we've talked about this. Also recognizing that there are things that you need to do in your business to protect, right? I say scale comes from subtraction, right? So what Julie is talking about is like this works. Okay. So how can we improve it 1% better? How can we be efficient, right? Like how can we make this improve? But also in recognizing that you also have to work on you. And I remember like mm-hmm. one of the big, big, big things that when you left Mark, left here in March is the increased amount of space and then the structure that we put in to have a little routine for you to really, really get into like your intuition and into your feelings and into like Mm -hmm. guidance and process those emotions and like even have the clarity that you had of like, oh man, maybe I should be teaching the people I'm learning from. Okay, got it, right? Like having the space And the awareness to sit there and a whole lot of it in Bali too is just from the container that we created. There was a lot of space yeah. where people just don't have it at home where they didn't get to feel or they didn't get to process and they're like we've been here I think I remember too It was like right when we started we were like two minutes in sounds like why am I crying already. Like we're two minutes in and I was like, well, you probably been cried at home in 90 minutes. Like you're safe away in Bali with a ton of women that you feel good with. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for everybody understanding, like your emotions are a tool, but like I I like to think about them like a song on the radio and you don't try to memorize every song lyric. Just because my body Mm -hmm. tells me something doesn't mean that the story my thought is making up or my brain is making up is actually true, but I do have to check on it. Right. But I don't have to remember it. I don't have to let it run me. It doesn't have to become my identity, but it can guide me. Right. It can completely guide me, but it can't allow it to get in the way of my like decisions or my consistency, but I can't pretend it's not there or else I won't be able to see kind of what's happening. And so you have to make sure that like, You're giving yourself tools and those tools don't have to be these crazy things like this is this is just talking about like, holy shit, this is a hard decision. Wait, let me set a timer Mm -hmm. on my phone for two minutes, close my eyes and breathe and then ask again and just see if you get the same answer. I doubt it. I highly doubt it. (laughs) Right. But Mm -hmm. just finding and creating these pockets to really, really understand that, like, this is a game entrepreneurship is a game. It's a field. And you're going to get smacked, fumbled, fouled, (laughs) penaltied, and none of them are going to get called, right? But you're going to have to get back on the field. So there is no, and I will say this, there is no avoiding the tackles. There is no avoiding the penalties. Like they're coming. It's that you become aware of it. And then you're like, oh, got it. Oh, got it. Right. And Mm -hmm. you allow yourself to protect it inch by inch improvement by improvement. But I will say to everybody, I, I, I and this has been happening, and I know you've seen this too. We saw this with the women in Bali. I've seen it with every one of my clients. They're like, dude, everything feels hard right now. Everything feels crazy. Everything's nuts. And I'm like, yes, it is like an invitation to go in. It's how strong yeah, can you make it. your foundation? Like how solid can you be? The noise is not going to decrease. Like, it's not going to get cheaper mm-hmm. to run Facebook ads. It's not going to get easier to find clients. It's not going to get easier to get a reel to mm-hmm. go viral. None of this is going to get easier. Right? There's no like relief. There's more so like, oh, this is my fight. I like getting punched in the face. Let's mm-hmm. go. And then you find like some hunger in it and you're like, yeah, this this is the game. And so you have to work on yourself too. Is like my true 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 belief
1: hundred percent.
0: Yeah. God, I miss Bali.
1: <laughs> would you go back?
0: I would go back f- for a reason. Like I would 1000% go back mm-hmm. for us to do like a retreat or something like that. Like, I don't think I would go just to, just to be there for 30 days. But yeah. like, if, if there was a reason or if like, actually I just found out the other day, one of Lindsay and I's mutual dear friends, she just moved to Bali from San Diego, sold her entire inter- oh, interior wow. design company. And, like, is in Bali. And then, yeah. obviously, like, my buddy Chris is there. And so, like, if there was something, mm-hmm. for sure. But, um, yeah, I was just thinking about, like, the house, the retreat, the container. Right? And then I also think it's so, so, so funny. Because, like, at the event, like, the container of, like, the outside of, like, holding it was kind of me. And then all the structure, the business, the blank was you. And then all the feelings was was me. And it's such this beautiful, beautiful Mm -hmm. dynamic that like made me feel so good because like I got to learn so much Mm -hmm. business stuff from you and you like put things into structure. (laughs) And I was like, God, this is amazing. Yeah. And then it, for me, like most of it was me, like in my feelings, right? Like I feel that with you, I feel that with you every, I feel that like, no, I'm crying with you. And like, that was like one of the greatest gifts for me, like. Being in front of all those powerful, you, everyone, successful women and like breaking down to the lens of like raw, but, but just in my feminine, because that's kind of what we were all doing. It was like one of the greatest, greatest gifts ever. Like I just got to, it was interesting that the container, I was like, all right, first up last to bed container safe. I'm in my feelings all day. And it's like, I, yeah. I outside of painting my nails, which we didn't have pink nail polish, I was basically just <laughs> one of the girls and it was great. And then you're like, hey, yeah. it's business time. Nope, ladies, boom, this here. Nope, your question's getting out of hand. You're like, b- boom. <laughs> and I was like, yeah,
1: yes. <laughs> we needed some of that for sure because – it can't be too loose. And I think that's something I learned too. Like we talked about containers a lot, right? Where do we need to like really set that boundary? And I think everyone took that away with them, right? Even in the the Voxer now they're like, well, I'm having my morning routine and I'm setting my boundary here. And you know, for me, I had to set serious containers personally because of the team stuff going on. And then it's like, I also had to navigate and coach my own team right through the other team members not being there and things like that. So it's like, it's like, you could call it containers. You could call it wearing different hats, but whatever it is, we need to have that healthy compression. And I think that was like a a big learning lesson in breakthrough that I had too, where I didn't have that before. And really looking at my calendar of having like the three days in one, that's been very helpful for me. And that's something I miss living in Bali. So like even being back in New York, just like a few days has been really nice because for example, I'm still a little jet lagged, so like today I woke up at like 4 Uh a.m. and I've been up did like from four to nine, just like full deep work. Nobody was texting, no team stuff, no client stuff. Like fully, just like five hours of deep work, and I was like, oh my god! And like when my brain is fresh, because in Bali I was doing in the middle of the day. After I did the client stuff, after I did the team stuff, I talked to my family, right things like that. So having that clarity. And that alone time and that space, and now, like, I feel so blessed and fortunate. I'm like, I can have that every day. Like my time, like it's it's limitless. There's so much time. Versus maybe like a year ago, I was like, how am I ever going to make more money? How am I ever going to do more things? I have no time. And I just wrote a whole newsletter about this this morning because it's so fresh in my mind. Where it's like me, you, and Jeff Bezos, we all got the same amount of time. So it's like, how are we going to differentiate between what is it that I'm going to do with my time? And that's the real secret to scale, Mm -hmm. right? And these women coming to scale, it's like, you don't need more strategy. You need to cut the fluff. You need to set boundaries. You need to learn what is my container? How can I have my three days in one? And you know, this is something I want to talk about in Montana too. It's like, I, I, I can't believe no matter when I talk about this, it's on a podcast, it's at the retreat, it's in my coaching container. How many people don't like go to sleep without knowing what they're doing the yep. next day? Like, I, I can't believe that like most of the world operates yep. like this.
0: Yep. I, 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 a thousand percent and, and compression too. Like I'm going to talk about containers because like Parkinson's law states that you'll fill whatever container you create. And truth be told mm-hmm. is if you give yourself 30 minutes to do the dishes, it'll take 30 minutes. And if you give yourself 10, it'll take 10. I promise you. Right. And we forget that as entrepreneurs, we live in our own world and we make or quote unquote claim to make air quote our own containers, but we don't, we end Mm up like, that's why the number one thing is I'm like, someone's like, no, 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 I'm good with my time. I'm like, great. Open your phone, give me the screen time and they won't give it to me. (laughs) Right. We know. Right. Or I'm like, Hey, yeah. Turn on this tracking app and you don't click start and go. It tracks it with AI behind the scenes and sends it to me. And they're like, uh-uh-uh. And mm. I'm like, see, we know, right? Like we, we literally, yeah. literally know. But we have to hold yeah. ourselves accountable, right? The why we don't is different for everybody. It is a form of self-sabotage, right? Yeah. My personal one was not a fear of failure. Every time I choose not to do those things, I'm actively choosing failure. I'm not afraid of failure. I'm afraid of success. Mm-hmm. Because success means I do mm-hmm. the things that I said I would do and I get the results that I said I wanted, but am I willing to make the sacrifices to feel these feelings to have that result? That's really what it boils down to, mm-hmm. right? So your containers are everything, your, your intentionality around all of it. And you got to see this and we got to see this in Bali. And I brought awareness to the women in this on purpose where you would see that if we got loose on time, what would happen? Their feelings would go. They would be, they would literally be like 17 universes away from where we were. But then the moment you're Mm -hmm. like, Hey, time, or Hey, there's three minutes left. It like creates this safety net. It's like bumpers on a bowling alley. Right. And it's like, even the, even the same thing, it's like, Hey, and we're going to keep our eyes closed for five minutes. The five minutes allows them to just like fully be like, I only have to do this for five minutes. Fuck it. I'll just do it. And they do Mm -hmm. like all of it. Right. So when we think about these containers, like everybody listening, whether you call it a container, whether you call it a boundary, you don't have an unlimited gas tank every day. And Mm -hmm. when you use your car, like for whatever your needle moving deep work is, it drains your gas tank. But when you are influenced by the world, it also drains your gas tank. Every message, every mm-hmm. conversation, every, everything that you are involved in drains your gas tank. And so you have to create these containers and protect it, right? And so, yeah, I understand that there's thousands of DMs to get to and millions of distractions and shiny objects. But if you have a podcast and you haven't done your podcast for the week, I don't give a fuck what's on your list. There's only one thing that you should be doing. <laughs> right? And like <laughs> yeah, Julia said, you shouldn't go to bed the night before without being like, hey, tomorrow morning, irregardless of how I feel or who's mad at me or what DMs are waiting, uh, I have to release this podcast. Without a podcast, this heartbeat mm-hmm. of my business doesn't exist, right? It's not that I have to go make yeah. 20 clips of it and post it 80 times. None of that can happen without the podcast. That's what we're talking about with focus. And it's like most yeah. of the mornings, You know, when the alarm goes off or it wakes up, no matter how committed I am to being a savage or having energy, that first (laughs) mile on that treadmill is like the first minute in an ice bath. And you're like, why do I do this? This never gets easier. Oh my God, do I really want this benefit? Right. But then after the first minute of the ice bath, I can sit in there forever. And then after that first mile on the treadmill, I'm like, oh, it's savage time. Right. And I'm like, oh, I'll run. I'll sprint. I'm going to do this all day, right? Mm-hmm. There's always that moment of like once the engine gets warm and so it's protecting our ability to actually win the game so we have a chance because you can't win the game mm-hmm. if you don't take the shots and if your feelings get in the way of you taking the shots, there's no chance of it going in. And so you have to protect this and that's where containers come in. This is with your time. This is with your energy. This is where you spend it, right? Like, You can tell me all day that you want to scale your business. But if your number one income generating needle moving activity is coaching, no matter how much you resist the label of coach, hi, my name (laughs) is George. No matter what I do, me spending an extra four hours a day creating video content isn't going to help me do any of that better. Nothing. It's just going to get in the way. And so you have to be aware of these things and you have to recognize there's no easy button. There isn't a set it and forget it. It's not a fucking rotisserie chicken. It's a oh this is the play, <laughs>
1: rotisserie
0: chicken. <laughs> yeah, this isn't. There used to be an infomercial for this like oven counter thing that made rotisserie chickens, and it was like set it and forget it. His name was Ron. I'll never forget oh it. Oh my god! But I'm like no, it's it's that's my play. Now I have to pick it up and execute yeah. it over and over and over and over. And you said this earlier. You said you're you either have something or you don't, the thing about having something Mm -hmm. is you actually only have it in the moment, then you have to earn it back again in the next moment. Right. Just because like I went to the gym this morning doesn't mean I'm fit. As soon as I go to bed, Mm -hmm. that deposit's gone. That bank account's empty.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. As soon as this podcast is done recorded, I don't care how good it is. I still have to record another one. Right. So like you, you also have to realize that having something is staying in active pursuit of having the things Mm -hmm. that you say that you want. Cause like you don't have them if you're not pursuing them, right? Like if you're not in deep work in your business and you have the space to be, you're not investing in that vision. If you're not Mm -hmm. getting your happy ass on the treadmill because you're sitting on the couch and you said you wanted that thing, you're not choosing those moments, those steps, those behaviors, and you have to choose those things. So I just think that that's so important when it comes to containers is like, you have to protect your vision and you're the person that's responsible for it. So you have to protect yourself, but you also have to invest in yourself and realize that you're an asset that's either growing or dying. And if you're not strengthening it, if you're not mm-hmm. watering it, if you're not feeding it, it's not going to work.
1: One thousand percent. It's
0: not. One thousand percent. Yeah. I don't know. What else? Can we miss anything from Bali? I miss, I,
1: I think it was mostly like, no, you go. I was going
0: to say, I'm just like remembering the laughs, the cuddle puddles, the, <laughs> cuddle puddle. the cacao ceremony was amazing.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I it, The whole thing was just like magical.
1: Yeah. You can't really put words to it. Like how you were saying to be like, you had to be there. I feel like it was one of those things where it's like, you came in one person, you left another, but it's like, it's not like a new person. It's like, we stripped everybody down to their core. And I feel like everyone just left their most truest, authentic, most vulnerable self. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah Cause it's, it's so interesting. It felt like an eternity to me. It felt like an hour to me and I have mm-hmm. no like recollection specifically of like anything that we did in any order yeah, or exactly. how we did it. I can't even tell you what we opened with or the only thing I remember is that we ended with that dinner and then we were rushing out to the airport. Everything else is a giant blur in the whole thing.
1: Mm -hmm. Cause we collapsed time and that's what it really feels like.
0: Yeah. 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 It was, I'm, I'm, yeah, I want to do that a lot, (laughs) a lot. (laughs) That was fun. (laughs) That was, that was, that was the first time. Like I felt that was the most intense. My snow globe's been shaken. In like facilitation of a container because of like the amount, the amount of feminine powerful energy. Like this was a room of like savages, like savages.
1: <laughs> I just love how you use that word, especially in this context. Yeah, this so good.
0: Like goddess warrior women, like eat eat you for breakfast.
1: Like I will crush you for women. breakfast.
0: Yes, like legitimately. And I'm like where did you all phoenixes get molded from and come from like yeah yeah that yeah it was it was amazing and i was like oh yeah watch out world because these ones are going right Like, yeah it was it was so 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 powerful yeah so yeah so we loved it it was a good idea i think i think we liked the <laughs> idea uh
1: it worked out it was just kind of like it was kind of just like a flowy idea. It was it's like, oh, I'm moving to Bali. We should do a retreat, okay? Then, like a month, a couple months in. Hey, George, we're we gonna do it. Yeah, let's set a time to get on the calendar. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's see if anyone wants it. First person buys. Okay, yep. you know, people want this. Let's do it. Let's book the Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And that's like really how it went. And we laughed about it because some of the girls were like, "Julia, I don't even know how I got here." And I was like, "Well." they're like, I think you just sent me a message and said, you should come. And I was like, that's my marketing strategy. Like you inquire and I'm like, yeah, I think you'd be a great fit. Like you should be there. And I think it gets to be that easy. And I think that's what made it so freeing and free flowing. And I think because it was so far, we got people who were like extremely committed where it's like, you're not just going to Bali because it's like New York to Florida. It's like you're going to Bali because you're trying to change your life. You're deeply committed to this work. You want to scale your business. So I think that factor at first, I looked at it as like a limitation. I even said that to you. I was like, is anyone going to go to Bali? And you were like, the right people who want to be there will make it there. And when I shifted that within me, because I was like, if I found the thing that was the thing for me, I would go solo to Bali. So it's like, oh, now we're only going to attract those kind of people and that's exactly what we did. Yeah.
0: And it and it and it's true. It was it was massive cuz like it's every single person there was there to invest in themselves at like the deepest level, right? Like Oh yeah. Here we go. I mean like oh, yeah. all of us traveled, you know, from the furthest point like 3 or 4 days to get there and so it's like if we're here, like yeah. let's do it, right? And that, that's, yeah. the, that's the work. It was, it was completely magical, all of it, every, every ounce of it. And I love that you say, like, it gets to be that easy, right? Like, it, it's unapologetic when you're aligned. You're like, no, no, I, yeah. I know this is a fit. Like, yes, let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's try. Let's create. Let's do it again. So, And then it leads to beautiful, beautiful opportunity, right? Because now we're like, hey, let's do it again. Mm-hmm. Hey, does anybody else want this? And we're like, hey, that felt good right and then i'm like hey do you want to speak at the event you're like hey and then someone's like hey do you want this and so it keeps you also very very relevant to like what's there and continuing to paint your vision and protect that one thing because it's all happening underneath that one thing it's just more clarity in there Mm -hmm. and it keeps it simple it's not complicated it it works it was yeah it was i want to do more of them maybe like 10 days no i'm kidding (laughs) i'm kidding
1: my God, I don't know if I could handle that level of transfer. I don't think
0: I don't think I could. I, the longest personal <laughs> development course we ever did, the full, 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 full days, was seven, and seven is like wow. you need a month off a when lot. you're done. Like a month. You're yeah. like, I need a cave to Saints crawl agree. into. Yeah. a Dark hole.
1: That's how I felt after. Like I felt like I just needed space. I actually got a little bit sick. Yeah, you got I got sick, sick too. too. Like. I just like, I was not sharp. Like I was just, I felt like I just had so much like where it's like I gave myself so much space at the retreat, but when I left the retreat and I got back to my villa, I just felt so clouded with so much emotion. I think you also take on other people's energy as well too. My body was really tired, like especially with everything that I had gone through right before the retreat. So needing that additional space is also something that I didn't really think about after where it's like, you need to give yourself that time to integrate.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I 1000%. Yeah, I for me, it felt like, uh, and and it always feels like this in great containers like that, it felt like I had a new superpower installed under anesthesia. Mm. (laughs) And then depending on the intensity complexity of it, It depends on how many days or weeks it takes for the cloudiness to go away. And then I have to learn how to use it. Yeah. Right. That's and and space is huge. Listen, for everybody, like space doesn't mean mean it has to be an hour. It has to be two hours. It means it has to be intentional in a moment. The amount of times I tell people I have to pee during the day so I can just go to the bathroom for a minute and take a breath and then be like, "Okay, what do I want to do? How do I feel like whatever, whatever it is for you? It's just checking in. Right, It's just knowing like, hey, maybe this emotion I have I don't like, but it's still happening. I need to take a minute, be aware of it, right? And then be like, all right, cool. Uh, yeah. Here's a cup of coffee. Cool. I can get to you in about 30 minutes because right now I'm in the middle of a Zoom meeting delivering this keynote and I can't think about you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's how I felt at like with the team too. I was like, guys... I do not even have the space yep. to even think about what's going on. Like, we need to just roll with the punches. Yep. Like, that's really how I felt. And it's like, I think, you know, I was listening to something recently. I forgot what it was exactly, but it was just saying, like, you know, you, like, nobody has it all figured out. And it's one of the most cliche sayings, but I think being in that moment reminded me of that and, like, humbled me back to that, where it's like, you think you got it, you think you know it, you think it's going great. And then you just remember, like, oh shit. Right. What am I doing? It's all falling apart. Like all these feelings are normal, but it's like, what are the feelings you're going to entertain? And what are the ones you're going to really escalate? So it's like, for me in those moments where it's like, oh, it feels like it's all coming crashing down. This time felt different because I didn't look at it as the end all be all. I just looked at these emotions as like, "Mm, that's interesting. Mm -hmm like, okay, parking lot, I'll revisit this after the retreat and being fully present and being fully there. Yeah. And now I use that skill all the time. Like, you know, even like I was just out to coffee with a friend uh, over the weekend and we're talking and it reminded me of something that I forgot about in business. And then, you know, you, you think about something else and you're like, oh shit, I can't even like talk to you anymore. Cause I'm just thinking about this thing. I forgot blah, blah, blah. I, because I had built this new habit and I trained this new habit. I'm like, boom parking lot can you hold on a minute I need Mm -hmm. to make a note and totally just like let it wash Mm -hmm. away because now I have the reminder I have the note Mm -hmm. I'm going to do the thing it doesn't have to be right now and it it like liberates your mind Mm -hmm. and you're able to just come back to the moment and be very present and focused Mm -hmm.
0: a thousand percent a thousand percent so we got to start landing this or else we'll make this like three hours um the (laughs) the thing that i also i was just reflecting on as we start to kind of put a bow on this because any of you coming to montana will get to hear julia speak in person again and then we'll probably do another podcast uh for sure but we'll definitely be releasing more info on whatever magical unicorn containers we create together (laughs) um but also what was interesting too is that Like, I didn't hit this in the episode or at the beginning in framing this, but you'll also hear that, like, a lot of these women, six-figure, seven-figure business owners, a lot of people are convinced when something's in a challenge or something's not working that they're missing a how, they're missing a play, they're missing a strategy, they're missing something to copy and paste, and they're not. And as much and as frustrated as they were for a little while eventually they got it and they realized like, oh, it's not the play, it's me and how I see it. And then it's really easy when you shift how you see it and mm-hmm. what you think and then put that play back into place. And so for everybody listening to this, like it, it's really hard because if I told you on a piece of paper, because there are four specific models that I taught four. But on a piece of paper I could teach them mm-hmm. all to you in five minutes. Right. Those plays are what makes it effective, but you have to be able to kind of change how you see it, how you play the game, and how you play the field. And so, you know, I'd say we ended up at about 75% belief shifting and then 25% Mm -hmm. like how. But for everybody listening, the beliefs, the most important part, because when that shifts, the how can be taught in five minutes on Zoom, two minutes on YouTube. Mm -hmm. That's where you grab the plays because you can see it all day. And so just, just recognize in the deepest parts of this work. Like that's what you can do. Don't ever let the messenger detract from the message, but don't copy the message. Let the message change how you think, how you ask questions, how you look at Mm -hmm. it and allow yourself to do that. So, um, yeah, Bali was fun. We got to do it again, but first we got to get you to crush everybody's brains and hearts in Montana.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for Me that. Too. That's going to be really fun. I do.
0: The weather is beautiful right now. It's sunny out. It's like 58 degrees. The leaves are changing. Mm. A little 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 rain. We get our first well we already had our first snow, but we'll get our second one next week, but it'll melt. But yeah. yeah.
1: Is November going to be cold? It'll
0: be like probably
1: or not that. It'll bad. probably
0: be like 45 every day, like probably low of like okay. 30, 32 would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Um not too yeah, kind of like wet. It's my favorite time of the year here so and then
1: that's why i do the that's event. why i do
0: the event so for everybody listening um julie and i will definitely definitely be doing this again uh for the ladies it is for you men sorry uh i will be doing <laughs> <laughs> something separate for the men um at some point when that clarity mm-hmm. hits me but Um, in the meantime, we'll just make it really, really easy. Uh, you all know my Instagram, which is it's George Bryant. And so if you want Mm -hmm. any info, if you want to be added to a waiting list, if you want to know, just shoot me a DM or Julia, a DM, Julia, can you please spell and give your amazing Instagram?
1: It's probably easier if you link it. I will link it, but I'll say it anyways. (laughs) I A M G I U L I A g-u-e-r-r-i-e-r-i
0: and i promise you when you get to the img it'll (laughs) pop up because i follow her and you follow me so it'll be close uh but shoot either of us a message because we will be doing this again We're we're in planning meeting ideation sitting filtering and allowing everything Mm -hmm. to to come in um to be able to do this again but i uh, and like here's what's so funny ending this I already want to do like another three-hour conversation on Bali (laughs) I'm like oh my god but what about that and what about that and what about that right but I think we'll put a bow on it and and we'll leave the rest so if you have any more questions about Bali you can ask us in Montana uh, because we'll be there we'll be there in person and uh, we'll be partying so did I any closing thoughts, any closing wisdom? Did I miss anything? This is it's kind of a cup of coffee between two of us. So
1: Yeah. I mean, I think this is super juicy. I like that it was just super like chill, just kind of how we were talking about it after it happened. Yeah. And yeah, I just feel really grateful to witness and like be in that energy. I think that's something that's pretty rare. Mm-hmm. And we both got to experience that. We both got to, you know, leave an imprint on these women and like be a part of their journey. They're a part of our memory. And I think that's one of the best experiences. And especially for this work, you know, sometimes it's easy to just lose sight of it and get so caught up in the day to day and all the things. And then you just pull yourself back or you pull yourself above 30,000 feet and you're like that feeling right to have a tattoo on your arm and think, oh. The retreat with Julie and George. Yeah. Like I just feel so grateful to be such a small part in these women's journeys. Yeah,
0: I feel so humbled. Like I don't know how to say this gently, just put in my place. And not that I was out <laughs> of my place, but like I think I think really thinking back, there were so many moments in facilitating where I was like, I'm so raw right now. That, like, I'm kind of okay that they know this exists, but this is a level of vulnerability that, like, I didn't even know I had. And there yeah. wasn't a doubt or a question of, like, do I show it or not? It was more so me recognizing it happening. So, like, I could feel the stretching. Like, I could, I could feel it mm-hmm. to be, like, witnessed in that. It was just so, so humbling because so many of those moments emerged like literally what feels like hundreds of times Mm -hmm. and what ended up happening is that in that we intuitively just steered the boat or made an adjustment. And then it led to some incredible breakthrough or some incredible feedback on every part, like to everybody, to me, to you, to them, between them. Mm -hmm. And so it just felt like this like massively, 100% we're all committed to helping each other co-created, you know, let's go. So it was just, yeah, magical. It's, It's, it's magical. I tell everybody, they're like, how was Bali? I'm like, Bali? I'm like, bro, Bali's great. It's like spiritual Manhattan, bro. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, oh, (laughs) it's only quiet in your villa. But the moment you go into town, it's 24 seven Manhattan with nothing but spirituality around you. And they're like, I'm like, yeah, no, it's amazing. Like you can get both fixes. Yeah. You can get hocked and massage while getting a prayer and eating street food, or you can go walk in a rice field (laughs) in silence and know that that's five minutes away. But it's grounding in the most like loving, feminine, nurturing energy of what feels like Mother Bali. And then this this sacredness Mm -hmm. and what I appreciate so much about the Balinese people is their commitment to their presence and their rituals and their religions, irregardless of everybody else's for me, what felt like kind of lack of awareness and walking through people's prayers and things like that, but like just so unfazed, like, nope, this is me. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful.
1: Yeah. That's such a good way to look at it. Cause now that you say it like that is so, so clear. And so hundred percent of how it is, like they will shut everything yep. down for their practices, their yep. prayers, their ceremonies. And like, that's so rare. Like, who does that anymore? Like, that is so special that they still do that, and like they still hold that, especially with like all the digital nomads, all the you know the people just from all across the world. Yep. It's like restaurants will be closed for like yep. a week, and they don't nope. care. They're just like, no, I'm I'm honoring my commitment, my to myself. boundaries, and my containers, like, you know. And take that, like, take that as you see it as well. It's like we can all use that as entrepreneurs. It's like, regardless how they yep. feel they're still going to do the thing that they committed I th- and to. And
0: literally, I went for a walk every morning, somewhere between 4 and 5 a.m., mm-hmm. and I'm not joking, every morning in the dark, people out getting their prayer, mm-hmm. prayer things ready. And then one morning at 4.45 a.m., I came across a Balinese traditional wedding at a temple where there mm-hmm. were 100 men at 4.30 in the morning prepping the feast for the wedding for the day, and not only practicing the ritual, but inviting me in because I was out for a run. And like, oh, you come. You come here. And, but like protecting the tradition, like it it was so yeah. humbling for me. Like what I wrote in my journal was back to and never leave the basics. Like never. I know. Like mm. I know that when my pen hits the journal, it will work every day for the rest of my life. I know that if I use breath work, yeah. it will work every. Like, when you find it, like, you know, like, when you find your habit, your ritual, like, you have to religiously protect those containers and boundaries. And it's really what creates the safety net. And, like, that was a big, big, big reminder for me. Huge. Environmental design. All of it. All right. We got to land this one. We got to land this one. So, for everybody listening, uh, we'll be doing a lot of this, I'm sure. And there's a whole lot of stuff coming. So, keep your eyes peeled. Shoot us a DM on Instagram if you want to know more. Get your ticket to Montana since we're going to push this episode out. So it comes out. Miss Julia will be there. And uh, the focus of this event is one thing, which is so, so, so nice. Um, And so that's perfect. And we will party there. So that's mindofgeorge.com slash event. We will have the party time. We will have all of it. And trust me, the speakers besides Julia are a hoot because it's Mo and John. And so you will get the value. You will get the gold. You'll get all the nuggets and then I'll fill in and co-create the rest with you so that we can move the needle. So without further ado, that's how we're going to wrap the episode. So uh, you'll either see me in your, you'll either see me in the next episode or you'll hear me in your earballs. Remember that relationships will always beat algorithms, especially the one with yourself. So go build containers and boundaries to protect it. And uh, if you're a lady entrepreneur, I'm going to imagine that the universe delivered this podcast to your earballs in this moment because <laughs> sometime in the future, we will see you at one of our retreats. And so you're welcome. That's called seating. I hope it works. I'll see you there. <laughs> this is the end of the episode. Here comes the outro. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Mind of George Show.